Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is You Can Do It. (laughs) We need You Can Do It people in our lives. We need You Can Do It ministries consistently feeding into us. We need a You Can Do It God that we are believing in. I love this because encouragement is putting fire in people, is helping people overcome discouragement. Discouragement is when we run out of courage before the battle's over, before the dream has been possessed, before the crisis has been overcome, before the addiction has been freed from. You can do it. If you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I appreciate athletics, have participated in sports, like to watch sports, I've coached sports. And one of the attributes that coaches need to have is that they can inspire people to do what they didn't think they could do. To inspire people to break off losing cultures off the inside of them and around them and actually start believing they're winners even when they're in maybe a losing situation. I've texted a few people here. I'm recording this at the beginning of July, and I've texted them and said this. Do you know what I've heard about July? And then they'll text me back, no, Steve, what did you hear? And I said, I've heard July 2020 is going to be the best year of our lives. Best year of our lives so far. And you know, some would say, well, you can't say that. You shouldn't say that. You should wait until July is over before you uh, say that. You should wait to see what's going to happen. But I'll tell you this, if we're passive and and, and we're waiting to see what's going to happen, and if we don't attach faith to what we're doing now, if we don't attach faith to every new week, every new day, every new meeting, every new month, every new year, then I believe this, then that we are, we're robbing ourselves of the potential of what a month could be like. We have to have big dreams to have big experiences. I, I use the example, and I've shared this before, and I want to repeat this. Sports teams, when, when they're in the locker room before the game, they believe we can do it. They're telling one another, you can do it, especially like American football or basketball where in the locker room, there's not only a plan, there's fire. If we just have a plan without fire, if we have a plan without inspiration, we don't have a good enough plan. And so good sports teams not only get the plan, but then they get the beliefs of victory. They get victorious belief, victorious mindsets, to use that phrase. And they'll talk victory. They'll talk it's going to be great. But they don't win every game. And and if they lose a game, they don't say to themselves, well, that didn't work. Let's not have fire. Let's not have positive expectation in the locker room. Let's be more realistic. No, they they keep at it. And they keep at it. And then they they're gonna they start winning more. They start winning more. And here's here's the thing. You say this is going to be the best month of your life, the best day of your life, the best week, whatever, the best meeting, the best month relationally, 
financially, spiritually, emotionally, in influence. It's going to be the best month of all. You start saying things like that, it creates this winning culture. You keep at it. You, you're going to win a lot, a lot more. And this, you can do it. Well, first person I tell that to is me. Steve, you can do it. And I'm telling you, you can do it. And as we go deeper into this, Joshua had this kind of God speaking into his life in Joshua 1. That you can do it, God. And Joshua 1 is one of my favorite Bible chapters. At the opening of the chapter, he is a new leader who has been entrusted with his first big assignment as the senior leader. It says this in Joshua 1, 2, and 5. Chapter 1, verses 1 to 2 and verse 5. It says, The Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise over this Jordan. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And by the way, somebody is hearing right now. You might have had a mentor who's died. You may have had somebody who's left that they're not in the same position before. And so there's kind of like a death in the mentoring of you. And you're, you're wondering, how can you go on? I want to say this. As God was with them, he'll be with you. And the Lord will not leave you nor forsake you. Now, in this setting in Joshua 1, they've just wandered for 40 years. Moses died. The older generation died. Now they're positioned to go into the promised land. Joshua, I'm sure, was strongly tempted to feel overwhelmed. (laughs) Overwhelmed by the immensity uh, of the task. Now, God often calls us and has a habit of calling us into assignments that are too big for us. Let's laugh at that. (laughs) Could he successfully complete his assignment to lead the children of Israel into the promised land? Now, the factors telling him it was unlikely were these. Number one, his mentor had just died. Moses was a powerful leader. His shoes seemed hard to fill, but more importantly, Joshua would not have Moses' strength and wisdom to lean on in this momentous time. Number two reason that it was unlikely he would be successful was he was was a brand new senior leader for his church at probably the most crucial time they had had. People were likely wondering, can Joshua, the assistant leader, really lead? Joshua had to overcome being a victim to other people's perceptions of him. And by the way, people right now are getting delivered from the belief that you're a victim to other people's perceptions of you. It's not true. Number three is congregation and leaders were young and inexperienced. This is a third reason why success was unlikely. All of the older generation had died with Moses. Only he and Caleb remained from the old guard. And number four, he battled self-doubt. We can imply this by how many times God told him to be strong and courageous in Joshua 1. Now, listen, we all find ourselves in similar situations where the odds seem to be against us, but God still says, you can do it. You can do it. And I want to tell you right now listening, you can do this. You can do it. You can rise up. You've got what it takes. Nobody can say it like you. Nobody has the experience 
that you have. Nobody uh, has the gift mix blended with your experience and the revelation in the heart that you have. You can do it. As it was with Joshua, we too are promised victory in seemingly difficult tasks. God's promise has set the basis for our victorious beliefs. Here's four promises to know, knowing what God has already given us. Joshua 1 verse 2, Go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I am giving to the children of Israel. He says, God, go over. I'm giving you this land. It's yours. Now, faith begins where the will of God is known. If we don't know, we have healing, abundance, protection, sound mind, success. If we don't know that that's already in our promised land, then we will not fight. We will not fight for them in faith. And knowing what we have, knowing what our promises are, give us the faith to persevere through difficulties and seeming giants that are standing in the way. Second promise is knowing we cannot be defeated. It says this in Joshua 1.3, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Now listen, we're called to have confident expectancy. And what we do, this confident expectancy creates a foundation for the can-do mindset. We may suffer setbacks, but we cannot be conquered. We cannot be defeated. We cannot lose. Promise number three is knowing we have spiritual authority. Joshua 1.5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Wow, there's something special. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. The devil has been defeated and is afraid of us. The enemy has been defeated. And then promise number five, knowing God is with us. I'll read this again, Joshua 1.5. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. And that promise of God not leaving us or forsaking us is such a powerful promise. And I say thank you, Lord, for, for these things. And, and those are the basis uh, of Joshua believing that he can do it. The reason we believe we can do it is not because we've pumped up positive thinking. No, we've focused in on what God has said. And what God has said is the basis of victory. Now, three times in Joshua 1, God tells Joshua to be strong and very courageous. And the people tell him the same thing at the end of the chapter. Then in verse 8, he's given a secret weapon to success and prosperity. It says this, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. God tells Joshua to start speaking truth. He says, activate your mouth right now in this season. Don't just listen to the words of encouragement. Don't just listen to the messages that you can do it. Start telling yourself you can do it. Start speaking about the powerful spiritual laws that are reality and, and truth and that are going to be keys for you to see the manifest victory. We can't change our life without changing how we talk. And we have to hear something higher than what we're feeling and experiencing to experience something higher.
You can do it. I remember when my granddaughter Ellie was about three years old, I had taken her to a park to have fun on the playground equipment. She was having so much fun and soon was walking on a very high walkway from one side of the jungle gym to the other. She was battling fear. And I heard her talking to herself saying, I can do it. I can do it. And you know what? She did. And it just it just blessed me so much that she's saying to herself, I can do it. And I know she felt fear. And, and I know, you know, Joshua felt fear. And, but saying, I can do it. I can do it. I, I, I can do this. My, oh, my. This is so powerful that we need you can do it people in our lives. We need you can do it ministries constantly feeding into us. We need a you can do it God. You know, if... If our God concept doesn't have the component where we're hearing the message, you can do it, then I believe we need a new God concept. Because <laughs> he's for us, not against us. Read the last part of Romans chapter 8 if you want to be convinced of that. Well, I love this. I love encouraging you. Igniting Hope Ministries is committed to you hearing the message, you can do it. And you know, when we actually start moving forward with, with our assignments and callings and identity, then we'll find negative things falling off of our lives. Wow. Hey, thanks so much again for listening to this podcast. If you're blessed by these podcasts, then tell somebody else about them. If you ever want to sow a financial seed into Igniting Hope so that we can continue to do this, you can go to our website, ignitinghope.com and put, push donate. Every, every dollar, we believe, will be multiplied into Igniting Hope around the world and it will be multiplied back to the giver. And also, I want to remind you before I close that in September of 2020, we are going to be doing the transformational mind renewal course online. It's going to be one of the most significant things that we've ever done. Those who uh, are interested in moving forward and becoming Igniting Hope belief trainers, that's going to be the step to take. Those who want to have a more systematic mentoring by me, the Lord's used me to raise up many, many leaders uh, in the Bethel Reading culture and around the world, or if you just want to just get breakthrough in the renewing of the mind for your life, then that is going to be the course. So if you're not signed up for our newsletter at ignitinghope.com, sign up for that. Look, look on Facebook, Igniting Hope as well, for information about this powerful five-month online course that is going to be transformational. Hey, again, thanks so much for listening. We here at Igniting Hope are here to ignite your hope because there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is that our hope level determines our influence level, and he who has the most hope has the most influence. And I want to remind you, too, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. And God's joy and activating joy and laughter in the middle of the battle is one of the keys to increasing our load-bearing capacity and to have strength for what we're facing. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. Joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all battling stuff. You know, whether it's what we're hearing on social media or the media to what's actually happening in the world or personal weaknesses, uh, family situations, financial challenges, maybe physical challenges. We all have reasons why today, almost all of us have reasons why today is not a good day for radical joy. No, you know, I need radical joy right now. And I, I see this over you. God is releasing to you the key of radical joy increase in your life. And even right now, I see you just stirring it up. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I'm stirring up my joy. And so are you. Hey, God bless you. Looking forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.